Hello and welcome to the Bliss Career Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything career. I am your host, Dan Solomon, and in this podcast, I am bringing you interviews with people just like you, people who were once in your shoes. I'm also going to be talking with HR managers as well as people who are experts in their various fields. We have a lot of stuff to unpack today, so please sit tight and relax and let's get to it then. Hello, George. It's really great to have you here today. So I came across a profile when you wrote about, I think, when you when you got the job and you said in the first line, I finally got a yes. To be frank, that really caught my attention because at the end, it, it really doesn't matter how many companies you apply to or how many companies do actually give you an offer. You can get 10, 20, 30 offers. It, it really doesn't matter. What really matters is finding that one company that tells you yes, because you would only be able to work for one company. That line really caught my attention. And I was like, okay, I need to reach out to this guy <laughs> and bring him on my, <laughs> on my podcast, because I think there's a lot of stuff I can learn from him. And also maybe there's a lot of stuff you can also tell to other people out there who were in similar situations, are in similar situation. For example, what did you do differently? How did you stay motivated? Because that is very important, right? Because you could yeah. actually lose motivation in the overall process. How do you stay motivated? What what helps you to keep on going? All this important stuff that nobody talks about. So I was like, let me bring him on. And thanks again for taking your time to accept this invite and really appreciate taking this, this few minutes to talk about it. Really looking forward to it. And I would say, yeah, let's just get to it. As a start, I would just give us a brief introduction about yourself, who you are, and then we'll take it from there. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here as well. I mean, when I got the call from you to come on, I was more than happy to share my experience because, I mean, going through what I was going through at that point in time, I thought I was alone and I didn't have a lot of people to actually reach out to. But then um, I, I later on... I, I've got some people who are able to support me. So, I mean, if I get a chance to give back, I'll be more than, I'm more than happy to do that at any other time. So, um, yeah, and re- regarding the post that you, you, you talked about, I mean, um, I actually had conflicts when I wanted to post it because I'm, uh, I mean, I'm not the kind of person who likes to be out there, you know, like uh, always posting <laughs> something for people to, you know, <laughs> see that. So uh, I, w- I was conflicted in writing it, but then I realized that it was also important because I knew people were going through um, that particular stage that I went through. And I mean, since I posted a call, um, I spoke to, I've had calls with almost about 50 people, um, wow. Yeah, which is crazy. Not only Germany, I was surprised, people from all over the world who were just wanting, like, wanting some advice and all this stuff. So um, I'm more than happy to share, as I said. So a little bit about myself, as you said. Uh, my name is George. I'm originally from Ghana. Um, I studied mechanical engineering in my bachelor's degree, uh, and after the mechanical, after the bachelor's degree, I had an opportunity to uh, work for Caterpillar uh, as a national service personnel, uh, which is something mm-hmm. uh, sort of like a one-year <laughs> poorly paid internship. I will call it <laughs> <laughs> okay. that you that you do that you do after your graduating uh, from a Ghanaian university. So okay. composure for everybody to do that. So after doing that, uh, I actually got an offer to stay with the company. But then um, I realized that that was naturally the direction I wanted to go because I mean, um, during the internship, uh, during the uh, national service time, that one year period, I had an opportunity to work on the field as a service engineer, 
and I also had an opportunity to work in the office uh, in the office and support some strategy or project management activities. And I realized, I mean, I prefer the other side, the managerial uh, part of the job, as compared okay. to the actual te- technical side. So, when the time came for me to um, after the, that period, I was being offered a job to stay, but then. I realized that in the long run, that wasn't something I was very I, I was going to be happy with. So at the same time, I applied to uh, a master's degree in Germany, um, and I got an offer to come and study. So I left that offer, and I came here to study. Um, I studied industrial management. Um, the specialization was in innovation and business expansion. So. Um, okay. During that time, yeah, yeah. So, um, and the main, the, the goal of the course was to sort of train young engineers to have some business knowledge and sort of be able to take on the challenges due to the di- uh, disruption that digitalization is causing in our society today. So, that was really, really appealing to me because it's required you to have some technical background and also build on that with some managerial knowledge. So, this really appealed to me. So, um then in my third semester um, i got an opportunity to do an internship um a project uh, market a product marketing internship with mark a okay. company in um, the hessen area darmstadt to be specific yeah. yeah so um okay so that was when uh also, so as i said um coming from a purely uh, engineering background that was the first time i had an opportunity and exposure to work in them um, in marketing so which was really, really transformational, I believe, in my journey because I had an opportunity to work on some digital marketing projects, um, some, you know, classical project management for the team and also work on certain other, maybe some branding or some strategy uh, projects. So it was just really, really interesting. And so, yeah, um, that is where I am now. Um, I've been now I'm done with school uh, and then I uh, went through the process uh, during the pandemic, as I said, um, I got a job currently with Hugo Boss um, as a performance marketing manager, um, starting in a few, a couple of weeks. Yeah. So that's a little bit about myself. Oh, cool. Awesome. And uh, congrats on your job, right? Really, really exciting um, prospect Thank going you very forward. Much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's always good. Now you can relax a bit and enjoy Christmas, right? <laughs> I mean, that was, that was one of the, you know, I mean, for everything I try, maybe we'll talk about it later on in the conversation, because that was one of my targets, because I was like, hey, uh, December, a lot of people are going to be going on leave. I mean, uh, recruiting is not going to be so active. So, bro, you have to, George, you have to get a job by December. So that was one of my key targets. So I was happy okay. that I was able to get a job in November to be able to have some, you know, clear mind to be able to enjoy the Christmas within this pandemic and all this chaos before we find ourselves in right now so yeah thank god for that okay okay also that target also put a kind of a pressure on you right um yeah. when when you realized okay it's end of november there is still nothing on the table um <laughs> but anyways let me talk about that but quite interesting so so looking at it right generally looking for a job in the pandemic right so how did that go for you how i'm really interested to know how you stayed motivated all through the period because I'm sure there were times where you were like, wow, nothing's happening, all the rejections flowing in and still nothing. So how did you stay motivated? How did you tweak one or two things, change one or two things? What did you do um, from your perspective that you think helped the overall process? 
Ah, oh, that's an interesting question. Um, to be honest, I mean, it wasn't, I would say it wasn't anything related to, you know, the actual job application itself. Because, I mean, that was something I was already into. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I knew I had to do it regardless. And I believe everybody is doing it as well. Because, I mean, as a graduate, one of the next goal is that you're trying to find a job, right? So, yeah. I mean, um, what motivated me wasn't really about, you know, getting a job. I mean, definitely it was about getting a job. But then, Within the pandemic, I mean, as an international student, right, as I said, I was sitting in my, I would say, 16 quadrimeter apartment uh, with the bed and, and my writing desk at the same place. So I got up from bed, I sat on my table and I started working, go back. I mean, it was lockdown. You had nowhere to go, right? So yeah. I would say um, what actually kept me going, because at that time I started talking more with my mom in the sense that um i mean this is just by the way i mean it might not be important but i grew up uh, with only my mom a uh, single parent so mm-hmm. we have this strong connection between us so i mean at that point and i mean she sacrificed a lot for me to get here so at this point she was also you know praying as every mother would do right that his uh, the son will get a job so I mean, mostly we we, sp- we spoke almost every day, um, the morning, like, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? You know, uh, what is it going? Uh, how is it going? How is the job I've said going? I was like, yeah, it's okay. Even when it wasn't going okay, because I didn't want to, you know, give her this impression that I was, you know, going through some tough time. I wanted her to be happy. So that particular thing was my motivation as well, because um, I wanted to get a job. I know it might sound cheesy, but then uh, my motivation was getting a job and actually telling my mom that I've gotten a job. So I mm. there are there some days that I woke up in the morning that I didn't feel like very uh, motivated to do anything. I was lying in bed, but then that's, this thing came into my mind. And as soon as I speak to her, I just get back on my computer, you know, to start doing something. I believe that was what actually kept, kept me sane during the whole period was, I mean, the goal that I wanted to, you know, find something by December, as I mentioned earlier, and also be able to inform my mom that, hey, I'm done with school and I, I, I found a job. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know it's not very uh, traditional, but then, yeah, really, that was what actually kept me motivated throughout the whole process. Wow, I, I really like this, right? I've never thought about it this way. And I think it's really important because I know also from my experience you can really lose motivation when you're applying for jobs. And really, this is this is a really good tip. So finding something, right? So it's more like taking little steps. And even when you were not motivated, you thought of, okay, wait, I really want to tell my mom that I found a job, right? And, and that kept you going. So it was like, okay, I need to get back into the game <laughs> because I want to tell my mom at some point, your target was December, that I found a job. And it's really nice. And I think it's quite quite interesting to see um, this these different aspects, right? I also like what you talked about about um, calling your mom or staying in touch with her. So it's also boils down to that. Let's say you can find someone also within your network, your friends that you talk to, that you can freely open to sometimes. Um, and I think in general that that really helps a lot. So so really nice, 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 nice tips. Thanks, thanks for that. 
to just I mean just a little add up I mean this uh, to what you said which is really really important right because I mean in the process that when you are in the process or maybe applying for a job such right it may be realistically in the day you apply for 10 jobs or maybe even 15 jobs and then you wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and you get rejected from 10 of them you get um, discouraged sometimes right so I, I took it like the the little wins you know um, that came to me easily like maybe I played a game and I won against a friend of mine you know I took um, some sort of joy in that because of even if I'm losing on this front I'm sort of you know able to win uh, maybe playing a game with somebody or maybe having a meaningful discussion with someone taking some joy from that so I mean it's really to anybody out there I know the process of you know it might feel like you are isolated and you are alone mm-hmm. and I believe there are a lot of people out there going through the same situation that you are going through. I went through it myself, and I believe you then went through the same thing as well. So yeah. um, I believe through it all, um, just have some sort of, you know, uh, I would say some um, anchor, you know, something that you can really draw on to actually keep you going and keep you motivated throughout the process. Because, I mean, if you're if you only concentrate on the job application itself, sometimes it can really get... Uh, get into your psyche and i believe sometimes that is when the demotivation starts creeping in i guess yeah yeah super nice super nice yeah thanks thanks for that um the next question i want to ask you now i'll go a bit deep deeper into into the interview process so because you mentioned that okay yeah you were already uh, i would say in the flow right on on what to do what not to do what would you say is something that was peculiar for for helping you for example get that job at hugo boss Okay, so I mean, then we will have to, um, that's a good question. Um, uh, then we have to go back a little, I mean, backtrack a little bit. I mean, because uh, a few months may, uh, prior to starting my application, right? Maybe two yeah. months into the application journey, I was spraying my CV everywhere. Because the reason was that I've come, I came out from an internship where I mean everybody in the team told me that, hey, George, you are very good. Uh, like, And because of maybe corona and due to some internal problems, we don't have a full-time job for you, right? So we believe that you are good enough and you can get a job reg- with any interest in any of your interests. So I came out, maybe I had some project management experience, and I think this is a mistake that we all do. Some project management experience, some maybe um, brand strategy uh, experience. I even thought I could do product management because I have some basic experience about it. I did some data. Mm-hmm. I also had some experience about it. So I was just spraying my CV everywhere. And two months into it, I realized that this is not going to work, right? Uh, because, I mean, I kept getting rejections upon rejections upon rejections. So I decided that, hey, this is time for me to restructure the whole, um, you know, strategy in how I'm looking for the job. So I segmented, um, I created like some sort of um, categorization, right? I had uh, two categories, A and B. Uh, category A were the companies I really wanted to work for, right? And the uh, category B were the companies that I, I knew that, okay, I could work for if I don't get a job in the category A. And my passions were I wanted to work in um, fashion-related, e-commerce, and in, and, in, and in the digital team, right? Digital marketing, digital strategy. That was what the category, uh, the jobs I wanted for, the, the jobs I was looking for in category A. And the category where, as I said, where the other companies I think I could, um, you know, join um, to do something for the meantime, whilst I look maybe two years, one year, and then um, go back to the category A companies. So in the category, I had two companies. It was Adidas and then Hugo Boss. 
So then I realized, okay, um, I realized that a lot of people actually talk about networking with people. And I mean, sometimes we also don't look at the other side. Um, how about if you are an introvert and you can actually um, know how to actually network with people, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I found myself in that particular category because I, had, I don't know how to do that. So I realized, okay, then I have two companies. I mean, two companies that actually reach out to people online, try to speak to some people. I did, and then one guy that I spoke to, he proposed to me that um, in their company, they t- um, the HR, um, the recruiters go through every particular scene. That I'm like, okay, I mean that is very good to know, right? So uh, yeah. then I started. Um, I knew that. So every morning, right when I woke up, the first place that I started my job search was to go to the uh, website of Adidas and Hugo Boss to see if there are any new openings. Sometimes there weren't, and they were. And if they were, and I saw that they match my background, I applied to it. So fast forward now into um, the interview process, the question that you asked. So I believe what actually helped me to get the job, right? I mean, this is how I approached the whole interview. When I was invited to an interview, so as I said, when, and also during the interview process, and I believe this is something that a lot of people don't do, is to keep track of the application that is sent out there. Uh, because I started keeping an Excel sheet with every application. So maybe the first column was the date of the application, the company, and the link to the application itself, right? And I was always using the link from LinkedIn because um, even on LinkedIn, when the job is expired, they still keep the, a copy of the job description in their database. But then with the other platforms like Stepstone or Indeed, they just delete it from the database, right? So, I mean, I always kept the link from LinkedIn. So as soon as I get the invited to an interview, I went to the job description first, right? To read the actual job description to understand what they actually they are actually looking for. Because I believe the job description is more or less like a, a cheat sheet, you know, for the you going to the interview. It actually tells you what you are looking for. So it's either you have some experience pertaining to the uh, job description or not. So I read the job description and I realized, okay, I did have the experience where so I prepared my thoughts for some answers based on certain points that they mentioned. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the first one, the first one interview was, I mean, quite okay. Uh, it was about, it was with the recruiter and then the hiring, two, the hiring manager and another senior manager within the team. And it was about 45 minutes. Uh, we, we basically talk, talked about, you know, behavioral questions, you know, tell me about yourself and all this stuff. Uh, okay. so that, that actually quite went well. I mean, they asked me a few technical questions pertaining to the job as well. But then uh, at the end of the interview, which I believe uh, as... Um, candidate that is where we have you know some control over the interview when you have been mm-hmm. opportunity to ask questions right ask questions so yeah yeah so i actually went in prepared with my uh, not like went in but i really wanted to understand the job itself so my first question to them was um what challenges are you facing currently you know and why are you actually hiring for this role right and so then i they told me that okay currently the the market the 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 since the pandemic, uh, starting from January, um, they've currently scaled their e-commerce operations to over 25 countries, right? So that means that the market expansion is um, growing at a more faster rate than the team. So they need some pieces, you know, to support to support the team in able to um, handle the workload that is coming onto the team. Okay, that's cool. So then I went on to, you know, actually ask about the job, to know the actual problems they are facing, to know the team and, you know, the, the day-to-day of, of the, if I'm, if I'm being given the role. So that was yeah that was that so i mean one week later i was invited to the second so it was a two-round interview the first and the second okay so the second round interview um when i was invited to the interview so i realized okay if you think about it 
in maybe um, the, in the first round, they invite 20 candidates to come. They speak to around 20 candidates, right? Which is, I, mean, I think <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even too much, really. Maybe it's too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah I mean, just, unless, I mean, let's, let's keep there, you know, the number higher. You know, so I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe they take maybe 20, right? Yeah, realistically, yeah. realistically, 10. So uh, this is for the first round. I mean, the final round, you're competing against uh, probably three other people. So maybe you are four or you are three, or sometimes you're even two going to the final interview. But then you realize that uh, in the final round, that is where the competition is, ha- is highest, right? Because at yeah. this point, they believe that you both can do the job. So it's more about, you know, how can you uh, stand out from this other person? So I was like, okay, so what can I do? So then I had an idea, um, you know, one of those points in your life. Actually, I was in the shower when I got the idea. To, to, uh, <laughs> I love, so, I love those shower ideas. So my idea was to actually use the experience and the challenge that they mentioned in the first round interview mm-hmm. and build a project to actually present to them in the second round, in the final interview. So based on that, I actually went and researched, you know, the market that they've actually expanded to. I realized that it was around 25. And then I segmented these markets based on um, uh, geographical locations in the sense of maybe um, talking about content, right? Maybe a content that would be applicable in APAC would not be applicable in, let me say, um, EMEA or maybe even North America, right? So I segmented the, these various markets into these various categories and also the local the languages of the website itself. And then I took one of those markets and then I built a sample campaign that could be run in this market. And then at the end of the presentation, I added a 30, 60, 90 day plan whereby I laid out what I would do in the first 90 days if I'm being given the job. And this entailed, you know, the first 30 days, you know, being like a sponge, learning from the team members, you know, getting to know each of the team members, you know. Uh, personally or uh, on from on a personally and a professional level and also in the 60 days you know that is when maybe i'll start performing my tasks with uh, some supervision and maybe from the 90 day mark that is when i think i can be more you know independent in my responsibilities right so i presented mm-hmm. that to them and lucky enough i did and prior to the interview i um sent an email to the recruiter that, hey, um, can you actually um, tell me the, na- the, the structure of the final interview, which I believe people don't ask about. And I think we, we as candidates have the right, right to know if you are not being told, right? So um, they told me that, okay, yeah, it's just going to be a recap of the first round, uh, first round interview. And then uh, we are going to discuss, they sent me, I did a behavioral assessment test. And then we are yeah. going to discuss the results of the behavioral assessment. So I was like, okay, cool. That's nice. So um, I then told them, okay, I have a I've read a presentation and I would like to, they were like, okay, no, why not? I mean, it's okay. So in the, in, during the, you know, uh, when I went for the interview, the second round, um, so that was the lucky part because they asked me, the first question they asked me was, what did you learn from your first round interview, right? So me going through the process of actually thinking and preparing this presentation actually made me think a lot about a previous interview, right? So I told them, okay, I, I did this and this is what I did. And based on that, I prepared this presentation. I'd be more than happy to share with you. Well, okay, cool. So oh, I, I, I love this. So I started, you know, I, 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 I showed them, I opened the slide deck and I showed them to it. And trust me, bro, and this was all my skills I had in preparing <laughs> a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you put in everything, right? <laughs> every single animation trick that I know, every single thing that I know, right? So um, yeah. I 
representation and it took almost uh not too long about 10 minutes and after that <laughs> the senior manager might said that did you prepare these slides yourself and i was like yes i did <laughs> I <was> like, that's <laughs> interesting <laughs> so that sort of uh made the whole conversation you know a little bit um relaxed from that point on because it made yeah. it a more conversational than, uh, you know, they asking me questions and me giving answers to those questions. So then we went into, you know, we talked about the behavioral assessment. Um, yeah, that was yeah, just, I mean, yeah. So after that, they told me that, okay, cool. Um, yeah, we'll get back to you probably two weeks. And I was like, two weeks? <laughs> that is a long time. That is a long time. Like, yeah, we understand. And I was like, okay, okay, let I take it in good faith. So, okay, uh, thank you very much. And then we hand up the call. And then what I did post the interview, which I think is also very important, uh, is I didn't send just a generic email that, hey, thank you, blah, blah, blah. I actually wrote an email, which I believe, I don't think they were happy reading, but then it was a long email, like explain detailing exactly what I learned from the interview, um, what I took from it, and how I think my skills can actually support them in mitigating maybe um, challenge A, B, C, right? So I sent this email to them, and he replied maybe a, a, two, a week later. So that, oh, thank you. We are still you know, going to discuss about the poll uh, after. Uh, the whole recruiting process and get back to you soon. So, um, yeah, uh, two days later, I got the call that I got the job. So, yeah, to answer your question, uh, I know I've, I've spoken too much, but then I believe me being proactive in thinking about, you know, the whole process was, was what actually got me this job. Wow. Um I'm really speechless right now <laughs> because I think, I think, I think we can just stop the interview here. <laughs> And anyone listening to this has gained, I don't know how many, how many months of experience on how to go ahead when, when, when planning for an interview. This is, this is gold right here, what you just told me. And it's, it's really great stuff. Um, so let me just reiterate, right? So, so I, I like the first thing you did when you asked them what challenge you're facing, because there's one thing that pe people forget a lot of times, like nobody really cares about your skills. Nobody cares about you. A lot of times the company has a pain point, which is why they're looking for someone to hire. And that was exactly what you did. You asked them, what are your challenges, right? What is your main problem? Why are you hiring for this role? Because you wanted to understand what value you can bring, which was excellent. And wow, it's really great stuff. And I, and I, and I learned a lot already from this. So even using, using the clue from what they gave you about the challenges they had, and you built the project on that, Give them really, okay, what you need to do, what the problems are, doing the first 90 days analysis, great stuff. And anyone listening to this, this is how to stand out. Because I'm sure not everybody, maybe one or two people did exactly what you did. And mm -hmm. you, you would know that you're successful when an interview starts going to a conversational level, which is what you had. George, I, I think this is really impressive. And, and thanks for sharing this. And I hope that people listening to this can gain a lot of stuff out of here. One last point I, I really liked was when you asked for, for the structure of the interview. So this is really nice as well, because knowing the structure of the interview will help you prepare better. Yeah. So there is no point to guess what the structure of the interview will be like, but to if, you, if you're not sure to ask. And, and then finally, the follow-up email explaining what you learned from the interview 
and and also reiterating your presentation this is what you'll do abc if you're given the chance man well done well done i think yeah well deserved and and thanks for for sharing this as i said we can stop the interview here and i think (laughs) (laughs) um, anybody listening to this would have gotten lots of lots of ideas right how to prepare very well for an interview it's it's similar to something i I read Mm -hmm. about um, value validation project so you normally apply this to i I think austin mentioned that you normally apply this to when you're changing careers so let's say you're coming from finance and you want to go to supply chain but Mm -hmm. you don't have any idea or you don't know how to pivot your experience in supply chain because they're coming from finance. What you just did here is the best way to do it, right? So you you work on a project, you tell them this is what you can do, this is what you've done. You combine both sides. Excellent, excellent. To be frank, I have no any other question to ask you <laughs> because I feel that I feel that this this is the pinnacle of everything. I'm really happy when you mentioned those points because they showed how thoughtful you are you were in the in the process, and and no wonder you got the job. But yeah, let me just ask one more final question then. So there are a lot of people going through something similar as you went through. And so you can, we can just use this to close the interview. So what would you tell someone who is, who is finding it difficult these days, right? From a motivation to how to prepare for an interview or, or how to even search. If I, if I go back a bit, I, I liked how you categorized your, your, your companies with A and B's companies in, in the strategy mm-hmm. set. I, I did a podcast on motivation and i said something similar to this because there's always that a company that you want to work for and there's always those ones that you're okay working for but if you have the chance to work for something else you would go for something else Um, so i think that was also a very good strategy in general and i really loved it just to wrap up people out there what insights can you give right from let's say the job search process to the very end that you think could be beneficial to them okay so um yeah so looking back, I mean, looking back um, six months ago, I would say, if any, you've, you've asked me this question, right, I would have said, don't be like George, right? <laughs> in a sense, like, <laughs> really, like really, the, the way you started in the beginning, right, of randomly just sending applications? <laughs> no, really, yeah, don't don't be like George. And it's not just about, you know, randomly sending applications, only that, but then actually, you know, reaching out to people. And I don't know, there may be done, you might, you know, uh, it's not just to stereotype, right? But then um, I'm from Ghana, uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm an African, and yeah. there is I, I'm, I'm I was brought up to be not to show vulnerability, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. To have this um, tough, you know, outside the people see you and be like, oh, he's good, everything is fine, in the sense that I didn't want to tell anybody what I was going through which was a big mistake. So really, mm-hmm. I, I believe there are amazing people out there who dedicate their time to, you know, um, support you. In, 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 however, you know, not even, they kind of get you a job, I would say, right? But then uh, the little they can do is to actually share their experience with you and actually make you aware that what you are going through, you are not alone. And yeah. I believe, Dan, you are one of those people. As I, I spoke to Kofi, he told me that, hey, definitely you were amazing. When well, Kofi is a friend of mine, who is familiar with Dan as well. Uh, yeah, so, and one one guy, which I don't know, I don't know if he will ever hear this, uh, he's called Demos. He's also, okay. um, he works for Adidas. And I mean, 
yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, this guy was super, super amazing. You know, despite you know the the amount of workload that he has, right? He he always had time anytime I reached out to him on LinkedIn, and I know I knew from I didn't know him from anywhere, right? Uh, he yeah. always had time to tell me, hey, you know, you, have, you you can do this, you know, do it this way, you know, or think about it this way, you know. He always told me, and one thing he always told me going into the interview, and I think this is something that is important to share: don't pick a job. But then pick a boss, because mm. I mean, um, we all—I believe as international students per se, right—we all complete school and we really want a job. But then there are some people that you work for that you regret even taking the job in the first place, right? So he yeah. always told me that going to the interview, George, don't try to be anybody else. Be yourself and actually try to understand the team itself. So sometimes, I mean, as a recruiter or as a hiring manager. If they want you, they are trying to sell the company to you, the benefits they are going to give you and all that. But then look past the fairy tale, you know, and look back, look behind the curtain and see that is this team, the culture within the team? So you could even ask, how are the dynamics within the team, right? Um, you know, what is the feedback culture within the team? How, what you the hire you the hiring manager, you know, what is your management style? You know, just to understand what the team is and try to align those with your uh principles. Is that is this um uh, person is, some, is, is this person somebody I would like to work with on a day-to-day basis? And if yes, that I believe that actually also increases your sort of intrinsic motivation and also sort of pushes you to go the extra mile to actually get the job. So yeah, don't yeah. be like George. There are lots of people out there who will be more than happy to help you. Reach out to people, talk to people, seek advice. And I believe that through it all, definitely, I I, I listen prior to this uh, podcast, I listened to your previous podcast, and you said something which really stuck with me. Everything falls into place, I believe. If I'm uh, correct, me if I'm wrong. Like eventually, yeah, yeah. everything will fall into place. So I know it's challenging the point that you are going through, but then I believe it all. When it comes to the job search process, um, I a lot of people talk about you know online application, networking, and people actually also say that networking is a better approach to getting a job than an application. Yes, I, I knew that, but then, as I said, I'm an introvert, so it was difficult for me to do that. So I sort of blended the two, right? So I sent out an application online, and then maybe I went into uh, to LinkedIn, looked at some people who were um, on the team and then send them an email. Hey, I'm George. I, I, I just sent out this application and if you have some time, you know, introduce myself to that. I would like to talk to you to, you know, get to know more about the team and, um, you know, express how I could be, I could be helpful to the team. And I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say I had a lot of replies. Some of them definitely replied as well. Told me that, oh yes, I mean, um, they can't do anything at this point because it's like uh, within the uh, company rules. But then they 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 know that if I'm the right person for the job, I'm definitely gonna get the job, right? So I blended, you know, both uh, online and networking as well, which I believe is very helpful. That means you are doing both. And going back to exactly the point that you said, if you actually Think about. I believe that is the first step to the whole uh, job application. So actually, sit down, reflecting what you actually want to do. Right? Do you actually want to work? Because I mean, I was working for Merck, and it was one of the most amazing companies in Germany. But then I realized that I mean, pharma is not a place that I wanted to be, and that is not. Mm-hmm. I think on the long run, I like to work. So I wasn't, when I was even working for the company as well. And this is, I mean, this is also another point I would say that don't be like George in the sense that when you get an, an internship opportunity within a company, none of those people there will um, directly think that, oh, this person needs a job uh, after the internship. You have to make your um, 
um, your plans known to your, your manager, the people who are around your team, anybody you have a touch point with. You know, hey, I'm an intern here and maybe um, I'm done in the next four months. And when I'm done, I would really like to join the team. You make them know your intentions. And when any opportunity comes, I believe um, they will recommend you for it. So continue in that particular line, you know, ask for help, you know, do as much as you can. And then jumping back to uh, the final step of the hiring process, which is the interview part, as we discussed earlier on, being more proactive and thinking about, you know, looking at the job description. Think about the job description. Do you meet all the points they are talking about? It doesn't mean you should meet it 100%, right? I believe 80% is more than enough, right? So if you think you meet the criteria and then uh, maybe they ask you that uh, extensive experience with Excel, you don't have that experience. I mean, you can actually learn that prior to the interview to sort of maybe build a project, go on YouTube, you know, research about you, how to build a dashboard, how to use pivot tables. And so get an idea But that nobody can actually determine what your experience is, right? It's more yeah. about you, you being able to convey that, okay, I haven't used Excel before personally, professionally, but then prior to this interview, I actually um, built this project and now I'm familiar with maybe VLOOKUPs or I'm familiar with building dashboards and all that. And, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with table. So I believe in as much as I haven't worked with them professionally, I believe given the opportunity, I'll be able to um, perform with this. And that is an experience, if I may say. So um, it's not always, so the, as I said, the, the job description is your um, the holy grail when it comes to the interview because that gives you everything you need, you know, outside your experience and um, you know your be whatever whoever your personality you are to be able to help you actually in the interview. And going for the interview, one tool that I found very very helpful was Glassdoor because Glassdoor mm-hmm. uh, and I, I don't I don't know why people weren't uh, you know buzzing about it because I mean it was really really helpful because I mean an example you are being given uh, done works for BSF right if I go to Glassdoor and I input BSF it's able to give me the hiring process right um, how other people went through you know what they what, what sample questions that they were asked and based on that so what I did was I actually took out all these questions, right? And I actually sort of matched them to see that are these, which of the questions were, you know, asked the most, right? And I knew that, okay, maybe, and obviously tell me about yourself, your motivation, but I realized that there is always one sort of question that keeps running in, right? Why do you want to work for BASF? And you know, <laughs> you yeah. thinking about that prior to the interview makes you, you know, more prepared for the interview than actually, you know, just going and tell that, uh, tell, why do you want to work for the company? And just tell them that, hey, the, the product that you are, you, you have is good and the company is doing well. The, I look at the financial sheets and the company is performing well and in the next five years they're going to do well. I believe that wouldn't actually get you the job, right? It's actually no, no. understanding um, what they are going through. And, and if you can, right, and if you see there are maybe um, it's, there's some loophole in whatever they are doing, right? And you want to share with them, you can share with them because, I mean, um, people working in the company sometimes, I mean, there is uh, a popular Ghanaian saying, I don't know how to directly translate it, that says that um, the person <laughs> who is, um, you know, creating a road or whatever does not know um, if it is crooked behind him. I don't know if you have tried to understand that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, sometimes people, you know, they sometimes don't see the mistake, but then you can actually sometimes pinpoint some, like, hey, I saw this and maybe I think maybe we could even do it like this, right? And you actually segmenting yourself this way, I believe will actually help you in getting uh, the job. So, yeah, 
really um so as i said um my la- any last one i said don't from how i started explaining what i was doing don't be like george but then on the latter part, uh, when I started actually being serious, then you can be like George. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just going to end the interview now. But there, there was something you mentioned um, that I want to iterate before we close, keeping track of, of your applications. So that is really, that is also very important. For, I, I, like, I like how you kept track of your application, the date when you apply to the company, the link to the job. I, and I wanted to add something. Make sure you also copy paste the job description somewhere. So in case it's not found anymore on LinkedIn, you have that on your desktop, on your laptop that you have as a reference to add to what you just said. I think this is really important so that when yeah. you want to to have a reference, you can just go back to it easily in case it's no more there. And that helps you to add to everything that George just said to make sure that at least you are well prepared for the interview so seriously right i I don't know how many times i've said this i think this interview was gold or is gold and i hope that people can get a lot of insights from this uh, if they listen to this um, because it will really help change the mindset of how we apply for jobs and how we prepare for interviews and and the overall process so Thanks a lot, George. I'm really happy that I reached out to you. And I'm also really happy that you finally got your, that that job and that yes. And and wish you all the best right in January. So enjoy the time till January, um, <laughs> as, I, as I mentioned, because once you start, it's going to be a different story, right? You don't have the time anymore that much. Um, so enjoy your two weeks. And and thanks again. Uh, like I, I don't know. I cannot thank you much for, for really accepting to come up on the show. Very much appreciated, George. More than happy to help, Dan. As I said, I mean, you are doing the lost work because, I mean, there's not a lot of people taking up their time, you know, to do this. And this is really amazing what you are doing. And I re- actually saw, recently saw you post um, this um, call for mentorship, you know, for students who are currently, you know, in the situation that we went through, you know, to help them to mm-hmm. actually transition from the school. And I mean, if I had an opportunity, and this, I mean, I'm saying this to anybody out there, really, this is like a very great opportunity because um, if I had this opportunity, right, I believe I would have been more guided in the way I did things, right? Because then you are learning from somebody who has actually gone through the process and actually that, hey, you can do it this way or you can do it that way. So I think that is also an amazing initiative that you, you put out there. And really, as I said, you are doing the goal. And <laughs> all, all, all the best in what you are doing as well, really. Thanks, thanks, Jokes. Thanks for the feedback. Ciao. Thank you once again for listening to today's episode. If you got any value from this podcast, please hit the subscribe button to stay updated when new episodes are published. Oh, and remember, sharing is caring. Share the podcast with a friend to make sure he or she is not missing out. And as always, you can find all the tools and the templates you need on blisscareer.de. Until then, I wish you a wonderful time ahead. Bye-bye and stay safe.